Today's episode is sponsored by the IBC Network and all the great programming. Here's what's in store this holiday season. It's a cold, bleak Christmas. 10 o'clock, IBC presents live via satellite from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef, Charles Dickens' immortal Christmas classic, Scrooge, starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. Hosted by Sir John Houseman. Ah, Scrooge, humbug. it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve on IBC. You'll love it. Now let's fire up those time circuits. <laughs> Set it to 1988. Because today, we're traveling back in time to revisit Scrooge. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. again the holidays are here that's right ladies and gentlemen hop into that delorean covered in snow and ice because me and freddie are traveling back in time that's right it's another episode of 88 miles per hour podcast christmas edition episode that's right Woo! <laughs> hey that's right as always in writing it oh you know what that's how i should do it hey, everybody like i should do it like where i go Hey, everybody, welcome to 88, you know, Miles Per Hour Podcast, and, you know, like, just what I did in the DeLorean, but riding beside me, as always, is, because we're going in the DeLorean, yeah, and we're yeah. traveling back in time to revisit such and such, so there we mm -hmm. go, so that's what's going to, I'm going to do that for the new year, man, 2021 mm -hmm. is coming up, so yeah, so, as always, riding with me in my DeLorean. Freddy Morales, bienvenidos al show. ¿Cómo están todos? Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays, man. Welcome back to our another fun-filled episode. We're heading towards the end of the year. And oh, my God. I can't yeah. believe it. I'm wearing our shirt. I feel power. Like, when you wear your shirt of your show, you wear you hear, feel powerful. It's like Superman, you know? Yeah, you gotta... exactly. Tengo mi Superman. <laughs> you got the S, but instead it's the logo. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and if, uh, you know... Eight people it's bought this shirt. Besides the fact of like me and Freddie and the contest winners, uh, you know, I'm right a picky. I'm a, I'm a picky person when it comes to t-shirts, and this is a beautiful, nice, soft shirt. No, no, I'm, I'm not just saying that just to promote, but you know, it is. I was like, wow, are these are shirts, and he was like, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's just uh, like I said, it's it, it sucks that yeah. we got dinged, so people can't buy this shirt. But me and Freddie have been talking, and we're working on a new design. To hopefully yeah. get out there for you guys to buy. So yeah, man. So last week we did some Christmas music. We talked about Christmas because it's that time of year, man. It's this, you know, the month of December. And, you know, I thought we'd continue talking a little bit of Christmas before we get into our movie because, you know, this whole this whole episode, I, I just want to theme it because I love this month, man. December is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, the only thing I've noticed, man, is that when I was a kid, Christmas time, like December, always felt so long like it would it felt like a long ass time because 
It's like by the time, you know, you want to open your presents, but you're like every day, like what the hell? But as an adult, you know, it's like, I feel like it goes so fast, especially for me, because it's like for like the last since like 2000, I've been working and I'm, it's always the busiest time of the year. And then it's like, you don't get to enjoy it anymore. You know, like, like Christmas. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to adults. That's what happens right? when you become an adult. You got to worry. You got to pay taxes. You got to take care of the kids. You got to go this. And the kids are like, they wake up and they work. Can I buy pancakes? Pancakes. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, they play video games and they learn something. And then they're, it's eternity for a kid. I remember when I was a kid, it was like, wow, this is a long day. I still have what, four hours to play. Oh my God. I want to, let's go. Especially on Christmas Eve. Like I remember oh, to be, yeah christmas day so bad like i just want to open presents and were you, when you were a kid what did how did you guys do it because ours we would open our presents at midnight you know what midnight too and uh, we would have the best and, and just to let you know not to kind of but uh tonight today actually on this recording it's my dad's passing eve he passed on the 15th oh. so it's very yeah so uh it i you know what it, it hasn't yeah, holidays for me are so different. And uh, it's nice that you brought that up because you just took me to a moment of when my dad would um, be Santa Claus. And, but oh, that's cool. we, would do, we would do open the presents um, at midnight. And yeah. we would be up to like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And let's say if I got, I remember when I got my, my bike, a new bike and uh, I opened it and then I waited, we slept, we ate tamales and, you know, we, we play, you know, my parents are so festive and my mom and dad had a beautiful relationship, you know, just, you know, uh, being parents, good parents to us and, and giving us <laughs> yeah. you know, just the gifts and stuff. And, and then I would wake up in the morning with my brother and we would go riding our new bikes down the street. And that's what I remember right now that, that flashback right now in Southgate, on Southern Avenue, it was a beautiful day. I was wearing, I don't know, some cool 80s clothing and we were riding our bikes up and down the street, so. Yeah, that's the thing about Christmas time now compared to when we were kids. See, when, when Christmas happened, like the next morning, you would go out in the street and you'd see all the kids with their new toys, <laughs> a new bike, new yeah. car, the power wheels, yeah. whatever. Uh -huh. Everybody was outside now christmas time you go outside you don't see that like yeah maybe you might see a kid on a bike or something but all the new stuff revolves around electronics so the kids already got new video games everything's different whatever. bro everything's different bro we're living in an electronic where it's we want it so instant oh man we got it man and look it ruined christmas opening it ruined I don't know. It ruined packaging. <laughs> you know, it's like, it just ruined. Like, well, it, I feel like it ruined the Christmas day thing. Cause I'm telling you, man, like every Christmas day growing up was like, I would always get a new set of clothes and shoes. So I would be outside with my new bike or some, a new remote control car or whatever the hell we had. Like one year we got a basketball hoop set up, you know, like, and we'd be out there all dressed on our new gear and everything and just you would see all your friends like oh what did they get for christmas oh what did they get because no, everybody's outside no, with but whatever see, they got yeah you know, but see watching the show but see the thing is now bro is that people the kids today do share that but 
on their texting. Hey, look what I got. They take a picture of it. Oh yeah. They don't go and experience it. Like out and we would go out and Hey, where are you going? I'm going to Bob's house. He's got a new BMX. It's pretty cool, mom. I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Don't be late. I got the enchiladas tonight. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they would, we would go and, and we would hang out with our friends. Like, Hey, this yeah. black dude, that's not a BMX. It's a BMI. Ah, you got chip. Would you buy it to swap me? <laughs> well, we would have the tamales. It would be like we would do the tamales leading into midnight. So my mom would be making all setting up tamales. We try, we you know, we kind of help and everything. Um, like, but not a lot because like we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Oh, dude, and, I did and, everything, yeah. dude. I so by the all. time midnight came around, there was always that first batch that was ready. Oh, so there dude. you are, just eating a tamale, like oh, mm. oh dude, it was so good. No, it was <laughs> that was the worst position because you would eat four before anybody else. You're like, I just gobbled up four. <laughs> That's me, dude. I was like, what do you got in your mouth? Nothing. I'm just touching the olives. <laughs> Very spicy. Yeah, and it just, it sucks because now, you know, every 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 episode has been something new. We had in, in a row, we had Galaxy Quest with my brother being sick. And he's like, oh. well, I don't know. Maybe I got the COVID. And then last week we found out he had the COVID. And then like his kids, his girlfriend. How's he doing, this, by the way? Well, he's better. But this week. I'm, I learned uh, this weekend uh, that my dad has it. He has oh. it. Yeah. Were they hanging out? Huh? Were they hanging out together? Your brother and their Well, it's because he lives in the same house, you know? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of but course. My, can, my dad wasn't oh, taking man. it seriously. Like, because he just <clears> thought <throat> as in like, ah, it's nada. It's the flu. It's the bien. No, it's nada. You know, right. he's, a, he's a typical Latino that's just like, I, you're fine because for years, you know, I'm obviously I, I've lived with them back in the day. And but when I was young, like for years, I would never go to the doctor because whenever I would think something was up or whatever, and I'd go tell them, they'd be like, ah, it's not bien, it's nada. you know, and it was just always like, oh, you're fine. There's nothing wrong. You know, <laughs> well, I, I still live by that. It's not that's not that. OK, <laughs> you know? but, you know, but even that as not that doesn't work in 2020, even even 2020 kicked that ass. I can't believe. Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's time to chingo con eso. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't use it. No, no, it's not that. Oh, you better go to the doctor, dude. You know, and I'm glad because my dad, he's like, he's much more healthier now because he's, he's more active. He's, uh, he's lost weight, you know. So, but if he were like, if he caught this like maybe two, three years ago or any time before that, like, I think it would have just, but I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because COVID. There's people who are 100% healthy. Like my worry was always my parents because they're older, you know, and I just was always scared. So, but my dad has it like on Saturday, we did the, the, um, the birthday zoom for my son and we did it over, you know, and I saw on the camera, like there's my family and stuff. And like my dad, they told me, oh, he's locked up in the room. And at one point he popped up because he felt sad that he's going to miss it. And I see, I see him in the background face mask and all you know and it was that just sucks. weird to see my dad like that you know because because like we've talked about this before and um i don't remember which episode we had we talked about it but we've talked about how we've always looked at our fathers as kids as just like like they were the world just like they were tough nothing could there are them. there nothing are supermen bro cry. yeah they, they were supermen in our eyes yes. so it was weird seeing my dad like that you know even I though yeah. i i i you know it was gonna be a risk because the way he was but like uh, how he was treating the COVID, telling my brother, ah, it's fine. Like, you're not, nah, not, nah, it's a flu, you know, but now hey, he's, listen. Taking it serious. he's taking it seriously now. Though. Yeah, we are, look, we all, we all learn, we are, we're all learning, bro. Even, even like 
look, my dad's already in heaven and he didn't, he didn't have to go through this. He died, he died because of prostate cancer and, uh-huh. and, uh, that, you know, but he's resting now and tomorrow would be, it's going to be his seventh year anniversary. So yeah, I am, I'm a little, you know, but I, I, I'm remembering the, the good times. I already, I already grieved the bad times. It was tough. My dad suffered. He was a good man. He suffered. That cancer is, oh, if I can kick yeah. its ass, believe me, I would do anything uh, for not seeing my father go through what he went through and for any cancer yeah. uh, person who's going out there. I know so many that, you know, my heart goes out to people who have lost a family member because of cancer and also with pets who have cancer. I hate fucking cancer, so fuck you. Sorry. Hey, no le digas fuck you a cancer in el, ar, in el aire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tío, shut up. Be quiet, tío. You know, it's like, I know I know we got a little uh, somber, you know, not, not dark. Oh, no, no, not dark. No, it's but reality. It's, like, it's reality. There's people, it's, I guarantee you, there's fans out there who are probably going in the same situation, like one, maybe either covid related or even like they they it, it gets hard for them around this time because they have a a, a loved one that passed away so oh. they're missing them so it's probably good for us that actually talking about this because yeah. it's like you know uh for you for you it's it's like they could probably listen to you and relate to be like you know well, yeah i lost this my hel- mom i lost my dad i lost my brother or something you know well this helps me to share my experience yeah. so that way for someone who's feeling the same way i could we had that person can relate and hear my story and say, wow, Fred is going through it. Okay. He's cool. And he's, you know, look, I'm, I don't know the answers. I've, I don't know. I'm just trying to live a good life where I can be helpful. I can love my, my close friends and family. And that is it. That's all life. We're not Superman. That's why cherish your family. You know, this is a time that we have, you know, it's, it's great that, you know, we're both here to give you entertainment because that's what we need. You know, our souls need, need that entertainment. You guys listen yeah. to us and you're like, well, let's go. What are these guys talking about, man? But hey, I like it to listen. Yeah, but you listen to every episode. I know, huh? I better buy a shirt. <laughs> there you go. That's our, our sales pitch. Buy a shirt. Yeah, there you go. Hey, can he call? <laughs> we had one. <laughs> can he, what did he say? Buy a shirt. Okay, buy a shirt. No, okay, but, uh, I'll, I'll go right now. The, what is it? The T yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, camiseta shirt. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> ahí, ahí está. El link está en el ahí donde está el podcast. Muchas gracias. <laughs> yes, no, but um, but no, and, and, you know, look, we joke around. We we were just two people who just enjoy our culture, the people that I grew up with, and that's that's it. You know, my impress my impressions of the voices that I do are my uncles and friends. These are I, so my and which all my uncles are gone now so it's like yeah. it's a tribute it's a tribute to them because i actually had people you know uncles who talk like that and it just said it was so funny and so to me it's like you know it's not making fun of them it's just kind of telling stories you know yeah we're just hoping we can entertain you you know yeah and, that's it man yeah and that's that's what we're doing it's like don't from- get too serious hey everybody's yeah. getting too serious this isn't the time for that this is navidad con los presents the elf and the Santa tenemos que, Claus. Tenemos que, así, ahí tenemos que cantar la, la gloria. Tenemos que cantar que estamos vivos y los Christmas. Yeah. Feliz Navidad. Exactamente. <laughs> José Feliciano time. Let's do it. Yeah, come on, let's do it. Where, where is this with the... Hell yeah, the man. I like... Bell, jingle bell. <laughs> jingle bell, right? Hey, man. I like Feliz Feliciano. I like that, dude, man. Yeah, pour me four. <laughs> You know, I like that one Christmas song by the Beach Boys. The 
because the, they, they always I, harmonize their 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 stuff you know so it's like oh, i dude. don't know it's like it's so hard to do the beach boys because you're like i need four of me can i have four of me yeah it's, it's kind of you need a group yeah, <laughs> all right like, well, well since we're back on christmas and we're actually talking about our families and everything i thought it'd be fun to talk about some cool christmas memories uh of of the past you know there was one thing that i did want to bring up um because it's like because it is a christmas memory but i i had promised that i would answer to our friends at ruining you know our childhood podcast where they had asked a question about what's your favorite uh christmas episode from tv and i ended up answering the the simpsons christmas episode where bart gets caught stealing well for me i have a memory from that because when that episode came out it was the same roughly the same time when i got caught stealing (laughs) you were caught stealing yeah dude so what happened was that one of our neighbor friends like these guys were like just shady as hell especially the father like one time their dog made oh, so it. so you stole from another person who stole no 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 him. no it's just because like i saw <laughs> this family right like they were a shady ass family like the, oh, okay, because okay. of the way the father was right. the kids were the same way like I, i'm just like, i'm just getting rated i'm getting a rated what category you're gonna fall in they would steal so it was just bad so but we knew them so we're friends and one day they had this little thing it looked like a like a little box and you talk into it and it records and it repeats back and i thought that was the coolest thing ever and i'm like where'd you get that he's like oh i just stole it from the mall it was in you know at the broadway i was like what really he's like yeah so then me and my buddy we ended up going to the mall one weekend and we're all having a good old time having fun and then when we're gonna go back it was already all right it's time you know your dad's gonna pick us up let's go as we're walking through, I see the stand where they're selling the stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Look, this is the stuff. His name was Google. That's what we called him, Google. And we'd be like, hey, this is the thing <laughs> that Google had. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, Google, oh. he had this thing, right? So we'd be like talking into it, having a good time. And I'm like, I want to steal this. And I had a baseball cap with me. So I left it down kind of on the table. And I'm like with the talking thing, like, all right, all right, you know. And then after it's like, all right, well, we we got to go. Let's go. So then I threw the thing in my hat and I closed up the hat. And there we go walking, like all walking out. And then right when we're about to exit, you know, into the actual mall from the department store, I get a tap on my shoulder. Oh, and it's the security. Tap. Oh, and I was like, Yo, hey, give me the merchandise. And so I was like, fuck. Oh. So then there I go. I have to follow him. And I'm like, all right, Nelson, I'll see you later. He's like, all right. So he leaves because he has to go get picked up from his dad. And then I, there they go. They take me back to the security room. And then the guy starts telling me, he's like, oh, we're going to call your parents. What's their number? Blah, blah, blah. And he's he like, yeah. He didn't take out a hammer? <laughs> a hammer? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but he didn't tell me it could have been. They do that? He told me it would have been a hell of a lot worse if I won, if uh, I called the, I mean, if I would have lied about it, he would have just called the cops and had, had the, the sheriff, to, well, not the cops, but the sheriff's department. But since I told the truth, I owned up to it and I said, yeah, here, he, I, no situation. But when they called my dad, my dad came and my dad was so pissed. Like, man, I'm like, I've never seen him like that ever. And then when I get home, I remember my dad's like, you're tell your mom what happened. And then I'm like, I tell my mom what happens. And at that point, like she was eating dinner, completely stops. 
the whole house is right there sitting there everyone's all upset crying that i stole like they let me like they were terrible God. parents like this I was the, oh the worst God. at that point dude no fucking lie like this was oh, shit. this was the summer this was the summer from uh going from uh I think it was from seventh to eighth grade, I believe. The the summertime going into eighth grade. Oh, and man. fucking like for two years I was grounded, dude. Like that's how crazy it was. And the way in that episode, the Simpsons episode, Marge, she acts all weird with Bart. Like she's kind of like just standoffish and cold. And that's the way my mom was with me. Like she was so like didn't even want to <laughs> talk to me. Like like it was freaking oh it was the worst and at a certain point it's when my dad finally he actually came in the room tried to talk to me said you have to go tell your mom you have to apologize and i remember i told him like she ain't even talking to me and like when that simpsons episode aired that christmas time i didn't get shit at all because they were like they're not we're not gonna buy you anything though i did get a video game because technically it was from my little brother so that was the only gift i got because my brother bought it for me you know but no, like I didn't get anything else. And when I watched that episode, like everything plays out the exact same. Like, fuck, like that's my life happening until the very end of the episode where the mom and like they end up having a good moment. Like, his, you know, Bart and, you know, Mars, they hug and she got, oh, I got you a video game. Like that didn't happen for two years. And like my mom, did. I wish that would happen. But yeah, I was just like, it was just a terrible time. But it's like, now I look back every time I look at Christmas, I'm like, fuck, man, I went two years without getting any presents. And it hey, just hey. that's a good, but see, you learn your lesson nowadays. Hey, Jimmy, go to the corner. No, 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 no. You were oh, castigado. No, I, I did, dude. I never Those were the times. Those again. are the names. Yes. Those are the times where you were get castigado. And that's what you meant. You're like, oh man, I really screwed up here. So yeah, see that. I guess that's the thing because, like, I was like, well, I don't want to do this again. I got exactly. Yeah, and I, I'd be again. outside every day cleaning or doing whatever, and I could hear my friends playing. Like yeah. it sucked, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the last little memory I'll share is one of just of my like, there was a Christmas play that we were doing, and my buddy was a candy cane, so it was like his whole class were candy canes, and. They're going down the aisle, and what they're supposed to do is when they go down the aisle, they're supposed to go, you know, stage right and head out the door. Well, for some reason, my friend, when they go all the way down, he, may, he goes stage left by himself with his hands on his head. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, he's, and he's spinning around, dude, and they're playing the Nutcracker song. Too, bro. Oh, oh man, oh man, that's, that's classic. 
That's <laughs> classic. Have nothing to do with me, but that <laughs> always reminds me like a good Christmas memory for me. Oh, oh man. Really, but yeah, <laughs> so those are some Christmas memories I wanted to share that with you guys. hilarious. Oh, I transported. Man. Wow, that was oh, a good laugh. Oh, I need some water. <laughs> Freddie, you said you had a, a story about your grandma? Yeah, I, I, you know, like Christmas just comes so fast. But I remember one time we were hanging out and we always do. We'd go to Mama Cello's house yeah. and we would all get there and we would just have a good time. We would have a good dinner. And, and then one time, you know, my grandma, you know, she was, you know, my grandma lived to be 100. I lost her like two years ago. So this was like during the time my dad was alive and healthy. Everybody was nice and healthy. And uh, <laughs> and we were just hanging out and dinner. And then, we, you know, we were listening to mariachi music and all that. And then uh, everybody's like having some drinks. And Mama Cello's favorite drink was uh, Kalua. It's that Kalua that uh, it's like rum. Yeah, it's rum. Yeah. Yeah, it's like rum. chocolate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, have you had that? It's like, oh, yeah, you can drink it. You're like, ooh, I feel like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, do do do. And uh, my grandma, man, it was funny. She was like having having a good time. And she would, you know, she would have having two, three, four. All of a sudden, you know, we were like dancing to like Saturday Night Fever music. And then my grandma, my machelo was like, okay, hey, let's boy. And then she's like, you know, dancing like, all right, my machelo's getting down. We made a circle and she's like dancing in the middle, getting down. And then she starts taking her clothes off, dude. She starts taking What her, the hell? She starts taking <laughs> her clothes off. And she was in her, she was in her like, you know, like grandma clothes, underneath clothing. You yeah, know, it was, like it was, it was whatever, right? the falda, the little faldita, you know, but she was still covered. You couldn't see it. It was funny, but it was funny to see Mama Chilla going like, then everybody was like <laughs> laughing. My mom didn't know what to do. My dad was like, Ay, señora suegra, no se vaya a quitar todo. And then <laughs> it was hilarious. And we were just like, my grandma had it like, what are you para, para el show? No, no, she was having a good time. Oh my God, it was hilarious. Did grandma I, almost getting me. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hey, what, did my grandma ever? No, no, mijo, no, no, es que, es que se, le, se le subió mucho la, la, el trago. ¿no? She got fucked up too much. She got fucked up. That's, that's grandma having a good old time. Oh, man. And then the next day, dude, the next day we get oh. together, right? Because, you know, our family is fucking party. They, yeah. They, they last three days, man. You know, we spend the night and, hey, I'm still, you know, like, yeah, that's how it day. is, dude. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You stay in the cruda. Oh, my God. I got La Cruda, too, the other day. And uh, so, so we would stay there, and I remember we would ask him, "Do you know? Remember? Do you remember what happened last night, Mama Chelo?" She goes, "No, no, no sé qué pasó. No es que está, it was, it was very hot, muy caliente, estaba muy caliente el, el disco, mijo." <laughs> oh man! And, and you know what? And we would—I remember we would when the last time or the last life, you know, the last year of her life. I remember I brought up that last Christmas when the last Christmas I spent with her. And then I remember telling her, do you remember that, Mama Chero? Why did you do that? She was like, oh, I just felt that good. You know, you know, I wasn't showing nothing. When if you've seen, you've seen everything. So I was having a good time with family. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Oh, dude. Hey, man. Oh, I just, they were having a good time. And, and, then, like, and, and, my and then, what's my grandma doing? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then another time it was my dad. We were... <laughs> my dad would um he uh oh my god who did he do he was we were dancing and we were having a good time and then uh he missed his 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 posture and then he fell and the tree the whole tree fell dude just with oh, him oh man 
<laughs> you know, and he got up and he was like, put it to work. Like, on this. Fix the tree. And the party continues. <laughs> he dropped it and he's like, yeah, then you fix it. Yeah, you fix it. I'm going to have a drink. Or like, come on, let's go. <laughs> All right, Dad, it's fixed. The tree's fixed. Or like, come on, party time. Let's go. Oh, man, that's freaking crazy. <laughs> no, and he would sing with my mom and dad. They would, I think I, they would always get together and sing their songs. Like, yeah. Their type and uh, those are beautiful moments. So, yeah. yeah, man, you know. And now, you know, now we do that with our families and and try to spread the the joy. I still have my mother, so you know. Yeah. Joy I still have, but uh, yeah. Christmas times. Yeah. Good times. Time. It is. It's good times, and then you know, it's just gonna. Now this year, you know, new create oh, every year. You know, you're just gonna create more new memories. So, yeah, man, it's gonna be. Uh, it's oh the, yeah, this one. <laughs> We're gonna remember this one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, this year's gonna be like one that yeah. stands out, man. No, the next year's gonna be. Like, hey, why are we outside? Are you kidding me? Last year I spent it inside in the house. Now we're yeah. spending it outside. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually gonna make Christmas dinner this year since we're not going over my parents' house. No right. tamales. That's what the part that sucks. Um, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be without anything. So I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna make because usually because with the tamales you just get full off of the tamales, so you don't have to make Christmas dinner. But since we're not having tamales, oh, dude, I know, dude. Huh? Look at a tamal can save your life right now. If you look, if you guys have like a just a whole bucket of just tamales, all flavors, you would survive this winter <laughs> because you can have them. You can have them for breakfast. You throw in an egg on top of it, you're good to go. Lunch, you can put some guacamole on top of it, you're good to go. Dinner. Yeah. And you could I mean, add, you could go and get like chili, you know, from like chili fries or like chili burgers. Like get chili and you could put it and you have a chili tamal. It's pretty good, dude, man. Oh, uh, dude, there's so much you could do. Be creative, people. Go get your tamales. Yeah, go get tamales. The, the... Yeah, tamales? Did he say tamales? Yes, I'm gonna go get some tamales. Tamales. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, like I think we're we're at the halfway mark, so it's time that we get into our movie of the week. So this week, I decided to do a film that originally our podcast has done before, and. It was uh, uploaded December 25th, 2014. Yeah, it was a double episode. It was uh, co-hosted with that time with an uh, uh, old uh, podcast host with Chelsea. And it was actually her first time recording with me. And the first episode, it was Scrooged. And I was never happy with that episode because, <clears throat> I don't know, She had, I guess she had never really seen that movie much. So that first half is literally just me talking. But the second half was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So it was all done. It was a whole two-hour episode. I want to do a Christmas episode. And that half, she loved that movie. So that whole second half was amazing. But I was never happy with the first half of the episode. So I decided, you know what? Let's do a redo. I'm like, let's do Scrooge and let's do it proper. So Freddie, he's been, he's, I, I know he was, he posted about it. He's been watching it. I watched it again, you know, got some notes set up and we're going to re-give you, uh, redo Scrooge. That's right. For the year 2020, it's the new episode. Scrooge was originally released in 1988, was directed by Richard Donner, who has directed the Superman films. He also did freaking one of the greatest 80s movies of all time, freaking Goonies. Yeah. Um, I mean, The Omen, that's the one that made him, that basically oh, yeah, dude, that the Omen. made him a, a hit. Like, not him a hit, but like, I mean, oh, the 
the movie was a hit, but as a director, what I thought I'm trying to say where people were like, like, oh, paying attention, like, who, who's this guy right here? You made this right, movie, right. you know? So, yeah, so he also did all the Lethal Weapon series uh, of films. But, yeah, this movie, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I have four movies I watch every December, only in December. I don't like watching them any other time of the year because I hate the heat. I talked about it in the last episode. Um, I can't stand the heat. I hate the heat. I asked the question to, you know, Ryan and Ashley. I asked them if it's hot. And in and, and Bad Santa, it's not hot. I mean, they show it's hot in Phoenix, in Arizona. And we saw that scene. I brought it up. And they're telling me that it, it, it gets like 60 over there. It's not even hot during December. So that movie lied. It's not true. It was hey, great guys lying at the natural beauty. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's mentirosos. You got sweaters, you know. So so thanks for for answering that question, you know, Ashley and Ryan. But yeah, so this film. Uh, what I was trying to say is that it, this is uh, only around Christmas time. I watch. There's four movies: National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I watch the Mickey's Christmas Carol. I watch freaking Gremlins. Yes, that is a Christmas movie. I don't yeah. care. People could be like, no, 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 Gremlins. Gary. I'm like, it's a Christmas gift gone wrong. He's given a Christmas present. It's freaking Gizmo. And that causes the Gremlins. It's a Christmas movie. You know? hey, I saw it when it came out, man. Yeah, I was from that era. So yeah, I, I love that one. And then the, the last film is Scrooge. And Scrooge is one of those I love. I always watch. I love it. It's it stars Bill Murray. You know, also hey, going back to Indiana Jones, Karen Allen, in which I yes. brought up on that episode. I love her. Hey, Juanita, very cute. Get Seriously, cute. her smile, like she's. Oh yeah, she, she that plays smile. so innocent and like humble and get, like she's great in this. You know, movie. It's like, like the girlfriend you always want. It's like that's the perfect girlfriend I want. The big smile and just so just you know who puts me. Well, that's what this guy needed. You know. Yeah, and she like she because you could tell she's fully in love with him because this guy he's an asshole throughout the movie, and every time he gets in contact with her, like he's even well, I guess we'll get into it then, but yeah, yeah just yeah. to end off the with you know, there's also Bobcat Goldthwaite, you know, who uh, plays a great best. character in this as yeah. Elliot, the guy who gets fired and has a terrible day. You also got David Johansson, you know, about the New York dolls, right. Yeah, of course, dude. Come on, man. He looked beautiful on that big screen. But by the way, that's, this picture looks great. When I saw it again, because I haven't seen it since I was 18 when this came out. By the way, great year, 88. Depeche Mode, 87, 88 tour, man. Ooh, yeah. Great year. <laughs> so when this movie came out, man. But yeah, it took me back because look at the, the way it was shot. Beautifully yeah. shot, you know, in 35 millimeter. Um yeah, and then you had Carol Kane. She's very cute too, the little... Oh, yeah, she's oh, like the perfect... Yeah, the little fairy and doing ballerina. Oh, yeah, do, 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 do. you know, she's very cute. And then Abusive had, as hell. Yeah, and then you had uh, John Forstay. He's the very uh, classy actor from Dallas, known in Dallas. You know, there were a lot of known people in this, in this movie that I... Oh, I Dynasty. Like, wow. Yeah, Dynasty, sorry. Did I say Dallas? Yeah. That was well, the other I mean, dude. They were the same. They were the same. Dallas! Dallas Dynasty, who, you know, the Diane, who, you know. It was about right, rich people in the 80s, you know. It's about rich I'm, people in Texas, boy. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so, and yeah, so when I was, when I watched it, I was like, wow, a lot of people who I knew who were hot during that time were in this movie, are in this movie. Yeah. You know, we're in, you know, hey, they didn't take me out. No, they're in the movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there. I mean, it, it's it's filmed with a lot of like uh, people in this, you know, a little even small bit parts, but you know, Buddy Hackett's even in this, you know, randomly, like he's playing Scrooge. But I mean, it's a it's a good Robert movie. Mitchum, dude. Robert Mitchum, classic actor, dude. Come oh on. hell yeah, yeah. He that looked, the, that guy he, looks good. That dude, those guys look amazing on the big screen they're like old school hello he's old you school know. hollywood like all oh, suave and everything that's what i'm saying oh, bro you know and those guys and those guys are even as they age today i don't know about robert Niro. i don't know what happened to him he got all raisined up on me he's like hey, you, know, you know he's gonna come back i'm gonna wake up with a, a horse head right now watch one of you oh no <laughs> is that the god oh yeah that's the godfather that's right um <laughs> yeah i'm mixing up my movies but uh yeah, so I mean, you have like Robert Mitchum, and then you have who else? Lee Majors, dude. Oh yeah, Six Million Dollar Man. Get 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 the Bionic Man. Watch it. Go to YouTube, Bionic Man. You'll know what I mean. He, yeah, he was a six million dollar man. Basically, he had an accident or something, and they said we can We have the technology. We can rebuild him. So he was basically like half man, half robot. Yeah, that that would that would <laughs> that wouldn't happen right now. It's like, hey, how much? A six million dollar man? No, that's too cheap, dude. It's gonna went up to the six billion dollar man. I need that guy. I think they're doing like a remake <laughs> with Wal- either Mark Wahlberg oh, or, or is it um. No, who's the not other guy? Damon, Damon, who's the good one? I don't know are who it serious? is, but yeah, no, so, yeah, I heard, they've announced don't touch it, it, but I don't know no, what's going on with it. If it's don't still touch it. No, no. Yeah, but anyway, you had Lee Majors. So yes. So, uh, yeah, that guy's still alive today, bro. And he was married to Farrah Fawcett. He was? Oh, she died the same day Michael Jackson died. Dude. And they, of course, they made a big deal, you know, who was, it was like, <laughs> it was everybody was like what about farrah fawcett michael jackson died but who cares about farrah fawcett she was i know, you know she got, that sucks. That sucked, dude she got overshadowed like no one cared dude out of all like the, i mean it sucks she passed away but like did you see someone pass by my hallway right now i don't know no one's here <laughs> well you know what what okay this is at the 40 mark this is recorded on zoom so like it, i also get the video so I could go back and watch it. So if no, not if right I, now. But I look, you know, check it no, out. I'm I'm look now. <laughs> when we're done recording, I'll let you know. But because my son walked in, so I looked back at him. Oh, so okay. I didn't, I didn't look at the screen. Okay. But if there's someone walking by, that's scary. I know, <laughs> but, scary. Eh? It's a hey, it's your fault. You gave your address to everybody. <laughs> I said, "Let's Scrooge." I mean, the Mikasa, let's Scrooge. So let, all right, let, let let's talk Scrooge. Let's get into the movie because let, hey, we're we're talking right now about freaking what the the six million dollar man freaking yeah i can't even think of his name right now what, what the hell majors. we just said it like Lee majors Lee yeah majors Lee majors it's cool because the way the i love the way the movie starts like the one the, the one thing i love about this movie is because it's like you, you when you're watching it you're kind of like one you get the danny alfman score so it sounds like a mixture of batman and beetlejuice i mean not beetlejuice uh edward scissorhands because i've always felt like a lot of his dark ominous scores always right. <clears throat> always has literally he just gets his music from batman and edward scissorhands and he mix them but it sounds amazing i still love it 
And it starts off and you're like thinking like, okay, well, what's going on? And you see Christmas time and everything. And that's when like you're, you're seeing all these elves and stuff like that. And for some reason, I don't know why you see like a, a, a punk rock goth elf. I don't know what the hell was that all about. <laughs> like, it was the eighties, bro. It was 88. Bro. It had to be all 80s. Remember, like, dude, I, I, like I'm saying, when I watched it, I was like, wow. So it was so, it was happening in the eighties. Art, everything, pop art, style, fashion, hair, a, a weird dude dressed up like that. That was happening. <laughs> That's why I was like, I hope I hope Freddie catches that. Because I was like, why is there this girl rocker goth elf? Like, well, there was no no purpose for it. It was it's the 80s, the, dude. MTV, man. It was MTV, Coke and Chicks and New Wave Hair, dog. It had to be. You it was know? Duran Duran, man. It was, come on. It was Billy Idol, man. Come on. Yeah, you know, and then that's when Lee Majors comes out. And then that's when you find out it was just like a commercial. He's like, the night Santa slayed his ring. I forgot them. Whatever it was called, but it's like the right. night Christmas came home. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it shows another commercial. This, you know, IBC brings you live a Christmas carol. And that's really what this movie is. The right. movie is their own take, their own version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And I love the story of a Christmas Carol. Like I love a lot of the, that's why one of them hell is the Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's with Scrooge McDuck. And it does the same with the ghost Christmas present past. Like I like, I even like the one that they did with Matthew McConaughey and it's his ghost of Xmas Pat girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. You like, gotta watch just, that. You got, you gotta watch. I grew up watching all of them too. So, I mean, I, yeah, I they're good. Them all. So I'm like, all right, you know, you grew up with watching the ghost of Christmas. Cause you kind of, you know, we all like Halloween. So that's kind of Halloween ish yeah. mixed in with, you know, this Christmas thing that goes around. Like, and, and I mean, hell, even that Jim Carrey, crazy, weird CG looking one. I even like that one. There's the freaking the Muppets one. That's a good one. So it's like, that's why like, I, I love, this I love, movie. I look talking about the, the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch. No, 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 no. The, the Christmas Carol, they did one where he's like all CG and shit. Like, you know, oh, Robert Zemeckis did it. Yeah. And I, I still that like one. that one because I still I miss that one. Eh? The Christmas Carol stories, but right, one of the right. good ones is the Muppets, but it's cool because it's like, that's what they're trying to show you. And it's funny because it's like, when I was a kid, dude. All right. So there's the part where he sees the commercial for the, the Christmas Carol Scrooge or whatever. And he's like, what the hell is this? Like, I don't like this. And, you know, he's complaining about it. So they're like, I want to see my commercial. Show me the actual Scrooge commercial. And that commercial as a kid used to scare the shit out of me because it's like, it shows like it's all acid rain, you know, drug abuse, you know, freeway murders. <laughs> murders. Like, as a kid. Pros prostitution. Corruption. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's happening like, today, bro? What's happening today? <laughs> yeah, literally, you know, COVID-19. Nothing's changed. COVID-19. Lockdown <laughs> LA 43. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I'm serious. That's what's happening, bro. I, yeah, that scared me. I even watched it. I was like, damn, man, that's pretty hard. It is dark. It's pretty dark. Like the acid rain part always used to scare me because it's like, well, what, imagine it just starts raining acid. Dude, on this is not a, this is not a movie for kids, by the way. It's adult, but you know, you, it, it, yeah, because it, 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 it's, it's very, you know, you're like, wow, Chris, what rated is this? Uh oh, I just lost Freddie. He just froze on me, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're still recording while Freddie is frozen here. I'm going to take a screenshot of this because then it'll be funny to post. Like, oh, Freddie froze. <laughs> oh, poor Freddie. All right. Well, uh, I guess 
I'll keep talking. Freddie, if you hear me, I'm letting you know I don't hear anything and you are frozen. So we're going to do, we're going to go to a quick break. I'm going to message him. Well, I did lose Freddie, but ah, he's back. Hey, Freddie, welcome back. I'm back. Hey, how are you guys? I don't know. It was crazy because Freddie's all there. And next thing you know, he froze, but he froze like like a statue. Like, I swear to God, I wish I would have screenshotted that. Because you were like this. I swear. I'm not lying. Really? I was like looking up in the sky. I was like, I paid my bill. I got to find that image, bro. I'll send it to you. But yeah, but Freddie's back. We're still talking about Scrooge. So I have some notes that I want to go through right here that, you know, I bet, I bet. every time I watch the movie, I'm always, I'm always taking down notes. And a lot of it is just about the film itself and the plot. So, you know, for me, it's like, I always catch little things. Like, like one of the things, like, I mean, now I guess it doesn't really matter for especially a younger crowd, but for all of us older people, you know, I, I know me, I was older. I, I'm an old people. What am I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 30... viejo, viejo. <laughs> hey, I'm 39 now. I just turned 39. Hey, so I'm, I'm, the almost... older, I'm the older, wiser dude. Uh, I'm going to be 50 next year. 50. See, dude, we're, we're uh, see, so it's 10 years apart because you're going to yeah. be 50 next year. I'm going to be 40 next year, man. Holy crap. Wow, dude. Look at that generation. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, yeah. dude. We're old. <laughs> No, we're wise. <laughs> yes. And we're wise. Hey, no, they, they, see, when we were little kids, like 50 seemed old. But when you looked at like the actors and actresses back when who were 50, Dude. they looked like they were 70. Dude, I think I'm still 40. I don't know how I got to 50 really way. I'm, I'm still having a hard time saying I'm close to 50. I'm like practicing. So when it hits me next year in April, then yeah. I'm 50. It, it just... 40 50s just snuck up on you hey what's up homes what you're here already god dang what, what that was fat like you thought you're, you're you thought you're 41 huh no you're 50 <laughs> he's like hey your back is gonna feel 70 right now exactly hey. you're gonna, i'm gonna give you a 70 cabrona like you know? that's what happened to me damn man it's crazy because like uh, same dude i i i feel like i'm still like in my you know late 20s or whatever i dress like i'm still freaking high school at times you know like a gra yeah, graphic yeah. t-shirt where it has a video game on it or whatever like you know it's just like uh, but you know I what's don't... weird it's weird because you would think you're like man we're trying to be so cool no but no that's it's 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 our style it's like it's like our mm -hmm. parents like my parents were old school and my dad was very old and he's dressed up you know modern but still his style so i don't know it's just i don't know bro i, I think you just you just gotta be you dude you know you, it's it's you can't yeah. say hey I, you gotta i'm 50 i gotta dress like this yeah I, I i'm 50 and i should be acting a certain way like meaning what i've learned in life yeah you know okay but if i want to still be mr new waiver i'll still be mr new it's like look, look at look at freddie right now he this guy got like a cut off sleeve right you know <laughs> and then and he gotta, <laughs> And in his his room looks like you know a, a teenager's room with posters on the wall, pictures. Exactly. You know, he got his art. That's the all. Mode. I got the yeah. mode right there. I got my base, <laughs> my base right there. I got my computer. I got my synthesizers. Yeah, see, me, I got like a Disney long sleeve shirt on right now. Like it's just you know, it's like it's like look, I'm wearing Bruce Lee shirt. Yeah, you know? see, there's there's people who like they feel like when you reach a certain age, you have to be all adult now. You can't be a kid. I'm like. Yeah, right. Times have changed where now you could still be that either kid at heart or just, you know, dress how you want. Oh, did I just lose Freddie again? Yeah, he's frozen. 
Oh, crap. <laughs> it just wasn't meant to be, man. Well, oh, this episode. Well, Scrooge, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you see the ghost. They're getting at Freddy. So he's going to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> I just lost Freddy again. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's no joke, ladies and gentlemen. So we're recording right the first you i mean you you're, you guys I'll, I'll leave it so you could kind of hear but i and freddie freezes i lose him right and oh shit, he's just completely gone and um so we're you know and he was gone a while and then my family came down and we're just together and stuff like that and then he finally came back you know so now we're trying to re-record and he just disappeared and it's just like holy crap like and he froze and he's gone <laughs> So I don't know what to do. I don't know if I just just get all right. Right, right here. Well, you know what? I'll talk about the movie while he's gone for you people. You know, it's like so as you're listening. So one of the coolest things is uh, I like how you just like notice Mimi from the Drew Carey Drew Carey show. She plays the nurse. So when that, you know, I think she's like the standards and practices lady when she shows up and she's talking about the. Um, that you can see the nipples of the dancers and those guys walk by in which that one um i forget what his name is but he's also an actor too um damn it what, what's his name i think yeah, i know he was like in rescue me and stuff like that but he like he's like oh you can hardly see the nipples you know and then they that's when they swing the light post and they hit the lady um no oh look he, re he responded to me well the nurse who's helping that lady uh hold on the nurse who's helping that lady is is played, you know, early days. Uh, it's Mimi, you know. It's cool when you watch movies and then you see people who now are acting later on. Well, I don't know what she does now, but I just knew her from. Oh, again? <laughs> yeah, you froze, bro. What's going on? I was like, yeah, you were just like, I was like, what happened? <laughs> you were like this. You were like this. Oh really? You too, dude. Like you were just like I was like, what happened? I'm not, I I don't know. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm hoping it was. It shows it's still recording. So I thought it was hilarious. So I'll leave that in. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, Freddie's back. <laughs> oh man! All right. So let's let's finish talking about um what you call it, Scrooge. So with Scrooge, I like when <laughs> there's a part that's cool where um they're they're setting up because they're filming for like the christmas carol they're doing their own little cool version of a christmas carol and he's like the um, the what you call it again oh shit yeah he keeps freezing i guess it's not you know what this episode isn't gonna we're not gonna be able to do this finished episode ah you know what it's okay <laughs> there's some notes that i won't obviously be able to get to because <laughs> freddie's gone um so yeah so you know there's a scene where where she says uh where oh yeah where when claire comes and visit him finally after the phone call and he's right there and he starts saying like get out of here get out of here. he's like you called me and then it's he's yelling at that the grace's little kid and he's like he's like she grabs like um he's like he's like who are you he's like oh well maybe you could answer some questions downtown and then that's when she she's like what the hell is going on this is my little boy <laughs> i love the line i feel like it was improvised it's like all right you beat him <laughs> i like that line and then the shot it's this is like a weird uh shot that always bothered me is when she tells him um that 
uh, Claire is talking, you know, to Frank, and she's like, oh, we're, you know, I work for, hold on. Two hours later. So Claire is, like, telling Frank, like, oh, where, where she works now, and it's that, you know, Operation Reach Out or whatever. Well, I always found that scene weird where she pulls out the business card, but, like, the way the camera is, because they want to get, the like, to have the audience see what she's showing him but it always looked weird where it's like it's a hand that comes straight out towards the camera holding the business card and then he a hand grabs the card like it always felt out of place like i don't know that 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 part always like bothered me um what'd you call it <clears throat> two hours later oh and then um when he's gonna get visited by the first ghost when he has that meeting with his boss i love that part because like He's starting to freak out. Like you get, you know, Socrates, you know, Socrates, uh, the guy who played Socrates, he's like right there and he's the waiter. He's trying to serve him. And he's like, he thinks that the, the, you know, what's his name? Um, Bruce Cummings. He thinks he's the ghost and he does the laugh and he's like, what the hell? And they, he's starting to go crazy. sees an eyeball. But the favorite part is when he sees the guy on fire and then he's like runs with a bucket of ice and throws it on the guy. And then he, when he, he drenches him, he goes like, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Richard Pryor. And he kind of laughs. Like, it sounds like he, he, like that, obviously that wasn't scripted where like, cause he's going to make himself laugh. But the part that for years, I've always wondered, was this scripted or not? And I always tried researching him, but now you could find it where it does say that when he's walking and he's walking out of the room and he slips and falls, that that was not planned he literally fell and i remember for years i was like dude was that real is that because <laughs> he's just walking he just falls but they kept the scene rolling he stayed in character and it worked out and i i love that i love that scene um you know it's kind of hard to continue talking about the movie without freddie like it sucks because it's like i want to be this episode to be the redo episode but maybe it just never was meant to be this episode so uh i guess the <clears throat> the last thing i will talk about is is the end where he finally has that you know that uh where his life gets turned around like that epiphany where he knows um like he needs to change his ways or else he's gonna just end up dead and everybody else around him i mean claire like because of what he told claire in the future, Claire is not about giving. She's rich. She's a snob. You know, there's these poor kids who need something and she pushes them away. And what does she say? He's like, you know, someone once told me, he's like, if you're going to save someone, save yourself. And he realizes like, damn, that was a crappy thing. You know, Grace's kid, he's in a sailor, basically like in a silent, you know, padded room, still not talking. And then he, he ends up dead. He thinks first it's his brother because he sees his brother's wife. But then he sees his brother show up, his little brother, and he's like, oh, shit. And he realizes it's him. And then that's when he, he comes down. He realizes, like, oh, crap, I was given a second chance. And that's, like, the original Christmas Carol story. And I love that they just, with everything, they stick with it. Like, there's a Christmas Carol within the Christmas Carol, but the story is still there. And I love it because he's, like, he's, he completely is, like, changes the first person he works with is freaking bobcat's character uh elliot and he you know he brings them along to like the freaking the studio and he, he tells them like make sure they don't turn off the camera to continue filming and he goes out there and the speech that he gives like I, I i i'm gonna play the clip because you got to hear but my understanding is the writers when they saw that when they're there on set and they see this they they felt like it was just a moment where he just like had him like a, a meltdown. Like he just lost all like like the way it was shot. Like I, I wish. Where's the quote? 
It's like Murray gave an, an emotional and manic performance, diverting from his marked positions and improvising his speech. Glazer and O'Donoghue, there was, uh, the co-writers, thought that the actor was suffering a mental breakdown. And after he was finished, the crew applauded Murray and O'Donoghue remarked, what was that, the Jim Jones hour? Donner turned and punched O'Donoghue in the arm, leaving him bruised for a week. So it was one of those scenes that I was like, it was just perfect. And I love it because it's like, it feels so real. And then they're saying it's improvised and he even starts crying. And it's one of the best scenes like from the whole film, like just that moment. That happened because it's Christmas Eve, I'm telling you. I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're going to burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having, having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here. I get it now. And if you, if you give, then, you, then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's, it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you, the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I, don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And uh, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's, it's really better than I've felt in a long time. I, I, I'm ready. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Did I forget something, big man? God bless us, everyone. Where he realizes everything's different. Like with the brother, I love that, where he's like, you know, he's telling him that he loves his brother and he reveals to him that, yeah, I, I wanted to give you a towel. And, you know, the VCR was from Grace. And then that's when he reveals that he knows, like, the, the question. It's like, you know, the SS Minnow. And I love that. And they're like, what the hell? And all in all, it's, this movie is a great movie. So hopefully I can get Freddie back to try to finish the movie. But, um, yeah, so. Oh, and I think he's coming back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We we lost Freddy for a bit, but it's okay. So no sé qué pasó. No sé qué pasó. I don't know what happened. The ghost. I'm telling you, man, you had a ghost in your house. You said you saw one, <laughs> and they. I thought I thought that's what happened. They attacked you, man, and I was like, next thing you know, Freddy. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> so yeah, so it's cool because in that meeting we get to meet one of the great characters that if we follow throughout the film, aside from obviously, you know, Frank Cross being Scrooge, you get to, to meet Bobcat Goldthwait's character, Elliot. And he's just like that guy that who decides to talk to the boss, but then he makes that mistake of talking to the boss because he freaking gets fired on Christmas. Like that, that they're trying to show you how evil of a bastard this guy is. 
and then he gets fired. But you could tell he's known for this because they already have a code for it. Because literally when he tells his girl, the, his girl, his secretary, what does she do? She picks up the phone and she goes like, says it like, ugh. It's like code nine because it's not the first time he's fired someone like that. And that sucks because it's like, but I don't understand. It's like, if I got fired from my job, like, my wife isn't going to leave me the same day and take the kids. And hey, like, I hey, welcome to America. <laughs> you don't know how other people live their lives. Dude, that, that shit happens, dude. I'm sorry. I've got friends that it's like, dude, I thought she loved you. Dude, as soon as I told her I got fired, I got fired out of my house, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got double fired. So really? So... So then they just goes to show that his girl didn't, his wife didn't love exactly. She didn't that's what he she... says at the end, of, towards the end of the movie, when he's chasing them with the shotgun, he says that he goes, "You think he's like you've had a rough day?" He's like, "When I got fired, he's like my wife left me and she took our daughter with her." You know, and exactly. I was just like, "I was like, it happens. <laughs> be blessed because it happens, buddy. You'd be surprised." <laughs> So I was like, all right, well then, hey, but it still sucks, you know, but it's like, I always thought that was just like, you know, and then you, it's like at that point when he's leaving, you meet, you meet another actor here. Hold on. I want to know his name because this guy per, played the perfect, oh, his name, he's Bruce Cummings. That's his character. His name is John Glover. That guy plays the oh, perfect, yeah. like L.A asshole like douchey guy like oh my gosh like every time he comes on screen like it just i hate him like you know when he sees frank he starts like rubbing his shoulder like hey you know how you doing frank you feel you know just like this guy's just a, like he's he plays the perfect <laughs> jerk i remember him he was from gremlins 2 because like when i was a kid that's all i knew him from was from gremlins 2 but i think he plays the perfect la douchey guy like he he yeah. was great. His role was great. There should be a t-shirt called the perfect LA douche guy. <laughs> because he even says that. He runs. He's like, he's like, I want who is that guy I want to know? He's like, you just gave me an idea LA. to make a t-shirt now. The perfect there LA is. douche guy. <laughs> you gotta put his character's face on it from this. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he's saying hey, we're gonna hey, so I, 50 50, eh? Yeah, so so for you, what what was your um what like what's what did you love about this movie? Like you said, you you haven't seen this in a long time, so I oh, want to yeah. get your thoughts about this movie. You know what? For the time, eighty eight, it was very like in your face, bad, just bad. Like like bad Santa. This is just bad for like wow. Like you, you, this is like the worst movie for a kid to watch during that time. It's not gonna be yeah. because you got this asshole who doesn't care about anybody. I wonder who it sounds like, but. <laughs> It's, he only cares about himself. He doesn't care about the employees. It's like when that time he goes, hey, man. Oh, yeah, that, what is this? His assistant. I don't care. You're going to work. When I work, oh everybody works. I mean, there are people who exist like that. I've met people like that. You know, yeah, I, you know even, a, even without a holiday, they're just like that every fucking day. Because and she's trying to guy, leave early for her kid. I know, he poor single. She's a single mom, dude. She's over here working, hustling, working, and and then she comes, and then this asshole comes and breathing. Hey, I when I work, you work, and everybody works, and blah blah. You know, it's like I, it's dude. Everybody can knows they have a boss like that. There's look. There's I'm not saying all bosses like that. I've had good bosses, but you know, in this industry, you have a boss like that. 
especially this guy who's in the entertainment business and he wants to take, he wants to be the king of media. You know, it's like, dude. So to me, yeah, this movie was very but even like. He kissed ass to someone because he had, of course, yes. above him. Because when that guy came down, he was like, hey, like, you know, we got this. Exactly. Like, the the person who was below him was like, my kids love acrobatics, like Marilou Renner and stuff like that. He didn't give a crap. But the moment the other guy, he starts saying the exact same thing. Like, he he kisses butts to someone. You look like a ghost. You see my kid? Are you just. Yeah, yeah. That's what scared (laughs) me. That's what scared me. (laughs) Ay, Dios mío. Yo yo pensé que era la llorona. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah so uh, oh so so uh, you know it's the scrooge it's you know everybody knows what the scrooge movie is about you know and kind of just you know well it still plays the same of the other stories because yeah but has- just to see but bill murray is very was very good in this role it was just totally bill murray himself you know being this dude and yeah, there was just it's just for me it was just cool to see all the that eighties feel to this movie film because I'm actually re enjoying it as we are re- revisiting these eighties. I'm like, wow, this movie was really well I mean they put a lot how much money did they put into this? Okay, so the yeah, you know what? I didn't say that at all. So yeah. I should, you forgot this eh? movie cost thirty two million and it made a hundred million in the box office. So it was yeah. it was yeah. successful. Um, since then, it's one of those Christmas classics. Of course, so it's Bill Murray, like a massive. And, yeah. It's not a cult hit. It's just a a, a hit because it's a classic yeah. Christmas hit. It's one of those films like I mentioned. It's a good stocking stuffer. You know, you you stick it in yeah. Die Hard. Le pones ahí, Die Hard, luego le pones este. Yeah, and Gremlins. See, and when I was a kid, Gremlins. Or for years when we had cable and stuff, because now you know, for the past few years, we just stream everything, but. I remember always catching this movie on TV. It would be on whatever channel, cable, whatever. So every year, I always got to see this movie played around this time during Christmas time. Especially once you had cable, you would see it like on TBS or something like that. Like they'd be playing it, <clears throat> USA. And I would always, if I if I was like, you know, not doing anything, I say I wasn't gonna leave anywhere, go to work or whatever. I would sit and just watch it, no matter where this movie was. I would sit and just watch it because I loved it so much. Like, that's why it's like, it's cool because in the original Christmas Carol, you know, you got the, you know, you got the boss. Is it, is it a Jacob Marley? Yeah. Where, you know, he shows up and, you know, so in here he has the same thing the, who, who was basically like his old boss. It's supposed to be his partner, but his old boss shows up as the ghost. But what I love is because with Jacob Marley, he has all these chains in, in the, in the other story, he's covered in chains. Cause that's like his penance and everything. He has to go around, you know, for eternity carrying these chains here. He's dragging around the, the, his golf clubs, the bag. So he nice. has to, for eternity. Cause he was a golfer. And I like, yeah. I like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, you know, <laughs> when he got the ghost of Christmas uh, past. He's by the a way, taxi driver. By the way, by the way, th- yeah. the, the, the effects were crazy. It looks scary. I mean, you know, well, they, they they got nominated for an Oscar for the yeah, because I watched. I was like, wow, that shit, that shit was pretty scary. Those ghosts, you know, it's like especially the you know his ex boss, you know, he looked yeah. scary. It was like, oh, he looked yeah. all just dirt. I mean, just great. What I liked is for like his eyes had nothing. Yeah, like, when you saw the close up, it's like his eyes were like shut, but like they were kind of open. Yeah, and yeah. Now he had no eyeballs, and I and loved all, 
Yeah, and all the you know all the zombie movies and horror films in that time, they use that type of style. That's why I remind you, it was like, wow, I remember how good this looked on big screen, you know. Now, of course, all digitized. Oh, wow, it's digitized. But back then, no digitized. It was real live, you know, you know, just real masterpieces of of art. Yeah, and and it was good. It it, it lost. It see, it was it was for the. It got nominated for best makeup, but it did. It lost to Beetlejuice. <clears throat> I guess Beetlejuice won that year. I just saw that the other day too, and oh, I really? saw the effects. So I could, yeah, wow. Well, they put more money in Beetlejuice because it was kind of there too. The same effects, you know, well, great yeah, effects. Warner Brothers. Let's see. I mean, come on. That's oh, why I just. Whole, I, uh, Scrooge cost thirty million. Beetlejuice was fifteen million. Oh wow! Well, yeah, because they had look, yeah, Bill Murray, and they had. You know, and you had um, a lot of old, old time. Yeah, dude. Beetlejuice. That was Michael. That was Michael. Uh, that was his. He, his. But he wasn't like the this one. Is no, the that made him a whoa blow up. But it's not like. And exactly. then all the other actors in there, they weren't like all massive stars. So that you weren't paying yeah. much. I mean, the only other person who well, yeah. probably been big was Winona Ryder. Right. That's why. That's why this movie costs more because you had the old timers already exiting out. You know, yeah. I mean, dude, there's, there's some old school voices in that. There's a, the old. I remember there's the old, the other old man. Well, name, there, but... there, there, these, this movie, <clears throat> Scrooge and Beetlejuice, has, does have a connection. They both feature Robert Goulet. <laughs> They're both yeah. in Beetle. He's both in Beetlejuice. He's in the beginning in one of the commercials, like you know, Christmas with Goulet, where he's like singing, and then there's like an alligator. Uh, he's like on a in a swamp or some shit. So, yeah, it's like, you know, there's little people, like, bit parts. Like, for instance, Miles, you know Miles Davis is in this movie? Dude, I just saw that right now. What? Yeah, Miles, Where? Okay, okay, so, all right. So, you know how you mentioned that when I work late, you work late. And if you can't work late, I can't. Yeah. Okay, after that scene, she's upset because I guess she has to make a call because she had an appointment. She was leaving right. for an appointment, right? Right. So, at that point, she's like, oh, and your brother's here, and I didn't tell him about the towel or whatever, you know, because he's giving out presents, remember? He's like, what about your brother? He's like, give him a towel. Yeah. Your yeah. own brother? Like, so he's hanging out with his brother, right? He's, like, in there working out, and they go for a walk. When they're walking in New York City, there's a bl- a, bl- a band playing. Well, one of the, the members is, um, what you would call it is, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, one oh. is Miles Davis. Uh-huh. One is Paul Schaefer, the, you know, the guy from freaking David oh, Paul Letterman. Paul from Denner Letterman. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then, wow. Um, and then the other guy, what was his name? I actually took a, I think I took a screenshot because I wanted to bring this guy up. Um, let's see, screenshots. Oh, and then David uh, Sanborn. David Sanborn was another member of the band. And that guy, he actually did the music for Richard Donner on Lethal Weapon. So if you have an issue with all the freaking saxophone playing and all that crap that was throughout all the movies of Lethal Weapon, blame that guy. But those were the artists. But Miles Davis was one of the guys in the band. So when he's walking by, he's like, hey, get out of here. Like he says the band did it better. And then you just see them. Yeah, Miles Davis. It was just weird that he was there. Wow. And then here he goes, John Hausman, that guy. Yeah, there's there's four of them. John Hausman, dude, I grew up watching that guy in films. Like he was on the eight. I mean, he was like in the tail end of his years. But as I'm saying, I, some old dudes, man. Well, this was his last movie. John Hausman, that guy. Uh, for those of you was... wondering who John Hausman is, he's the one. He's the narrator. He's the one that's the old man sitting in the chair. Good voice, by the about... way. Good. He's got that good. 
you know, like yeah, and he's like, like he's like on the cold bleak night. Scrooge was bird bird. That's him. And this was actually he died, like I think a month or so. Very British. Right before the movie was set to premiere, so he never got to see the finished film. But yeah, that that old man he passed away. If you're wondering who he's referring to, yeah, he was a Romanian-born yeah. British American actor. That's why he had that nice, yeah, you know, narration voice. You know, some people grow up and you're like, wow, can you that voice? You have a pretty voice. Can you narrate <laughs> me my death? Narrate my death, please. It's like before uh, Morgan Freeman, it was that guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he did commercials. He sold you Pampers too. <laughs> you can sell anything it didn't matter what it was you know exactly my mom was like Mijo, dad tell your dad to buy your those houseman pay uh pampers oh no son the houseman oh i can say it's que me gusta la voz i like his voice <laughs> you know and, and, and see and it's cool because like they're they're giving you a christmas carol like he's reading the yeah. christmas carol, and yeah, that's yeah. what this whole movie is they're putting on a live production of a christmas carol so his life is mimicking that like for instance grace like when she wanted to take her kid to the doctor, it's because the kid isn't talking at all. He's, he's, he ha he's not talking. And this is where it's dark. The reason why he's refusing to talk is because he saw his father get killed, you know? So his, yeah. his father was murdered in front of him. And you would think like, all right, well, it's gonna be, he's going to be the next Batman. But based on the future, he doesn't. He goes to, like, to some insane asylum or something because he's in a padded room or something, you know? Like, and so that, that he's the Tiny Tim where Tiny Tim is sick in the, in the, in the, in the story and Tiny Tim ends up dying because he's ill and, you know, or not ill, but, I mean, he just dies where here the kid doesn't talk. So if he doesn't continue to talk, obviously something's going to happen to him and he right. ends up, because, again, he was traumatized, you know? But, you know, so that's how they mimic all of that, you know? Um... Let's see who is dialing. Okay, so when you meet the boss, I love how like the effect where like he gets freaked out because it, he pushes him out the window and he wakes up, and then out of nowhere, like you see a phone dial, right. and it dials, and then you know it's like what the hell? Like why is it dialing? And I thought it was like, is that a ghost dialing for him? Like why does it dial his ex girlfriend? Cause that's the number it calls and he answers it. And this is one of my, I love this joke because the way it's done, he plays it like so perfectly because when it's dialing, he goes, I know it's been, and he looks at his watch 15 years <laughs> since we talked. And it's funny because you think he's going to say, I know it's been like, you know, three hours since I last talked to you, but it's literally been 15 years. And you find out like, Oh, this was like, just like in a Christmas story, this was the girl, his relationship that, he was one way once and his, this girl was changing him, but then he chose his career, the money, the business. The devil, the devil, the devil's path. Exactly. El you diablo. Know? And when you meet her again, she's just sweet. She's innocent and she's, she cares. She cares about giving and he hates that about her because when he goes to the shop, I mean, not to the shop, the homeless shelter and he's there. And he's like, come on, go with me. And she's like, okay. And she's happy because you could tell she's still in love with him. And, and those girls come and they're like, oh, we never got the turkeys. We have no fuses. And he's like, you could go to the hardware store. He's like, well, what about the turkeys? He's like, well, you could call the AMP. You could check on their A or you could check on their P. And then he's like, well, I'll call him. He's like, no, they're big girls, really big girls. And then he's like, he's like, fire these girls. He's like, well, they're volunteers. Or he's like, well, that's why no one will pay to work for them. And all this, he gives them crap. And then she, he gets pissed off and he says the famous line where he goes, 
He's like, come on, why? He's like, just please, I'll go with you. Just give me time. He's like, no. He's like, if anything you could do, just um, like, what is this? Hold on. I know I wrote the line. Claire, Claire, we got some huge problem this time. There ain't a fuse in the whole joint. Oh, no, there are fuses. I'll show you where they are in just a second, Hazel. The oh. A&P didn't send any turkeys. No. Oh, no. They were supposed to be here hours ago. No, what? Okay, well, I'll, I'll call them in just a second. No, can no. you wait? Could you wait for me? Just, well, they just... can handle this. This isn't a big deal. No, I mean, no. it's just some fuses. You go down to the hardware store and you buy fuses. Well, what about the turkeys? And the turkeys are at the A&P? Look it up in the phone book. No, no, no. It's under I, A. No, I and if you can't find it there, it's under P. I have to call them myself. I'll call them. You don't have to second. call them. These are big girls, very big girls, and they can do it. At a girl. I'll be right. I'll be right there. I'll no, be... clear. Please fire these people. Them. Yeah, you fire them. They're volunteers. They're here out of the kindness of their hearts. They're volunteers because no one will pay them. They are incompetent. It's Christmas Eve. They're like this every day of the year. I guarantee it. Take the rest of your life. I'm going to give you some advice, Claire. Scrape them off. You want to save somebody? Save yourself. Oh, well, that's a wonderful attitude to have on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Bahama. And he walks out, and then she calls him lumpy. And you could tell, like, she's still in love with him, like, as much as a terrible person, she, she's hoping yeah, of course. that he can change, yeah. you know? And it's cool because, like, you do see that with, like, the first ghost, it's the ghost of Christmas past, and it's to relate to New York City and everything. It's, he's in a taxi, played by David Johansson. And it's yeah. because it takes him back in time, and he gets to see his mom, his dad, and you see where – him being cold and not liking Christmas came from. Well, yeah, his, his father. father. Yeah, his father was very like that. I mean, that was so, you know, when they go back to that, if comes in, hey, hey kid, you know, oh, I thought you were going to give me, here's some veil. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. oh, horrible, you know, and he's like, I thought you were going to No, what a choo choo train. <laughs> you know, so it all goes downhill from there. You're like, oh, that's where it started. He didn't have that. And the poor mom, you know, Mom's She's a mom. pregnant and smoking a cigarette. Exactly, right? She's a good old American family right there back in those days. <laughs> smoking with a kid. All right, let's go. Here, Francis. I've got something for you. Merry Christmas. A choo-choo train? No, it's five pounds of veal. But, Daddy, I have Santa for choo-choo. Well, then go out and get a job and buy a choo-choo. Ah, oh, Earl, he's only four years old. All day long, I listen to people give excuses why they can't work. My back hurts, my legs ache. I'm only four. Soon he learns that life isn't given to you on a silver platter, the better. You know, we've all been doing everything we possibly can. I'm going up. Baby, don't watch too much TV. It's bad for your eyes. Okay, Mommy. Merry Christmas, Frankie Angel. Merry Christmas to you, Mama. Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. And that's where you see Frank. Like, he starts crying. because yeah. There is a line in there that I, yeah. to this day, I always say, and I'll post it, where he says, he's like, Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. And like he tells him he's gonna cry. He's like, Attila the Hun cried when he, he's like, but when Attila the Hun saw his mother, Niagara Falls, and he's like, ah, whatever, I'm, that's not gonna affect me. But she says, he's like, oh, I'm going out. I'm like, I didn't realize the mom, I thought she goes upstairs, but she actually leaves and, you know, she blows him a kiss and it makes him cry. 
So that's the first thing you think it's going to change him, but it doesn't because the moment they walk outside, he's like, I, I lived a life, but everything he lived was in front of the TV. He had no life. Yeah, he had know? no life. So he became, but still like, you know, yeah, he finally found his true life and the meaning of, you know, what Christmas is all about. It's not about himself being selfish. It's about sharing with everybody. And that not only should just be like, that's what I'm saying. These movies, it shouldn't be like that. It should be like that every day. I don't even know. You know, it's like you only glorify it on, the, on Christmas. And no, it should be like this every day. And I think with this pandemic too, I think we've all learned a lesson. We should be like that every day, you know, take care of each other. And that's it, man. You know, and that's why this movie was like, I mean, I was like, all right, cool. You know, I enjoyed this movie. It, it, yeah. it was a, I mean, I saw this when it came out. So it's been a long time oh, I haven't revisited. Really I mean, he had a redemption, you know. He yeah. had a redemption. He changes his ways at the end. And, I mean, that's really it's really what this story is. It's like, it, you know, he's, he's like showing, if you don't change your ways, this is how you're going to end up. And by the end of it, he realizes, like, holy crap, I'm going to die in which... It doesn't tell you like, oh, how does he die? But it's 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 a it's put in him to scare him so much that the moment he realizes he's 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 okay, he's like boom, completely does a 180 and his whole life is different. And now it's about, you know, I want to be good and he and he basically changes his life. Dying look, what I've learned in dying, if you're scared of dying, it's cause you've done a lot of stuff. I'm not scared of dying. And yeah. if you're scared of dying, it's because you you got to go check out that closet, man. <laughs> I bet, tengo miedo, cuanto. Oh, my God, I better fix some things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. It's like, like, you know, and that's what this movie's about. It's like seeing, I mean, skeletons you have in the closet. Yeah. You know, you know and touching other people who, oh, no, you, you don't touch me right now. You got COVID. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it's a little different Navidad, but yeah. Don't it's a really different touch Navidad. Just, just yeah. say hi to just, me. Just zoom me. No más, mándame un zoom, mijos. Mándame un zoom. So, yeah. All right, man. So, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? Just be good to each other. Enjoy a good holiday. This, this is a good one, you know, out there that you can watch with the family. Well, it depends yeah. on the kids, but, you know, watch it. It's a good one. It's an 80s classic. I enjoyed it. And uh, have some good popcorn or tamales with it. Yeah. All right. So... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Scrooge. Now, before we go, we do have Song of the Week, but I thought I'm going to spring a surprise. Let's do a little Christmas present, you could say. So, Freddie, you get to decide this week's Song of the Week. So what's the song going to be this week, sir? Oh, wow. Well, since if it's Christmas, we're in the holiday spirit, I'm thinking of I'm waiting for the night to fall by Depeche Mode. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. It's very so nice you- Christmassy. Yeah, I'm waiting for that's off the Violator, right? Yes. Yeah, so that yeah, Violator, the album Violator that has the rose, the one of their most recognizable, famous uh, images when it comes to the uh, album. Photos. Released in '91, man. Released in '91. Yeah, Violator album from Mute Records. Get it, dude. Wait, I thought it came out in 1990. 1991. Sorry. <laughs> you know. Yeah, 90, but I, 90, 91, I, but I, 90, 90, 91. The the reason why this album always bothers me is because, okay, I get Personal Jesus came out in 1990. I mean, 1989. Well, they wanted to release something before something that's like, dude, we got to release. It's the end of the 80s, dude. Come on. You got to punch it up. Okay, let's release Personal Jesus. 
but what i'm trying to say is that like i hate that whenever you hear an 80s countdown they'll play song from from this album you know because it's like even though 80 89 was one single the rest of the album was 1990 but then when they do have a 90s countdown or like uh whatever (laughs) 90s weekend they play it so it's like this is always 90s and 80s i I get it i you know what i totally get it but for us it always depeche always find you know falls in the 80s so whatever they did in the night it it didn't take us long to get on you know on board with Depeche until 93, Songs of Faith and Devotion. That was 90s. When I think of Depeche Mode 90s, I think of that album. When I think of Depeche Mode in the 80s, I mean, to me, Violator is the tail end of 89 entering 90, and that was it. That was, that's yeah. why that album is for both, you know, eras of, of, of the 80s music of Depeche Mode. Yeah. Oh my God, you're so serious, Freddie. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, with our song of the week, Waiting for the Nights from the Peshmo, the album Violator, released in 1990. So, all right. Well, it's sounds, been... Wait, wait. It sounds so bad. It's been Violador. The Violador. That sounds so bad. It's <laughs> 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 Violated. Hey, compadre, en su quise Violador, no lo pongas. Don't put it on. <laughs> all right well make sure you guys uh check out freddy's store you can he has a bunch of shirts on sale um or you can even check mine you know oh, i have i have some shirts both. available we have both have stores but we're currently thinking of a design for an actual 88 miles per hour podcast shirt uh we'll be working on that design so we can ha- hopefully get it out there for you guys but other than that i hope you guys and have a, a great christmas um so yeah so before we go, let's, uh, no, no, actually, I did say it earlier. Okay, I'll edit this part. But, yeah, all right, well, it's been fun, you know, talking about our past, seeing the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, and the ghost of the future. But I think it's time we hop into that DeLorean and travel back to the future.
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.